0: Friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, who who am I? Why am I here? Well, I'm Scoots, Uh, your bedtime. I'm here to be your friend in the deep, dark night. Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm no David Tennant, uh, but, you know, or David Tennant, uh, or how about Dave Tennant? Does anybody know Dave Tennant? Give me, give me a shout. I'm giving you a shout out. I don't even know if you're listening because I just popped in my head. But maybe you're saying, oh, Tenenbaum, what are you talking about, sir? And I'd say, well, if you're confused, you may be in the right place because it's time for Sleep With Me, uh, the, po- the, the the podcast that puts you to sleep. And patron peeps, uh, ladies, friends beyond the binary, ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, tr- trees and multiforms everywhere. Is that what I was supposed to say when I do the Doctor Who intros? I don't know, patrons, but uh, I know I do it because of your support. Thanks. Uh, hey are you up all night tossing turning mind racing trouble getting to sleep trouble staying asleep well welcome this is sleep with me the podcast that puts you or sends you off to sleep we do it with a bedtime story and a soup with with and a super long intro and other stuff uh, we, we do it with a bedtime story all you need to do is sorry regular listeners. Uh, I'm always trying little things, little changes. They don't always work. Sometimes I know they don't work right away. We do as a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake or as a distraction to whatever's keeping you awake. Uh, Like uh, It could be thoughts you're thinking about on your mind, in your mind, around your mind. Thoughts about the past, present, or the future that could be feelings emotions related to those thoughts or that are just there In my emotions and my thoughts they tend to like chase they're like like a dog chasing its tail a dog like like one of those i don't know if it would be an m c Asher painting here's another question are there any m c Asher's out there now uh because uh I don't know. I just thought of that of the great, all the great MCs. I'm sure there is an MC. If if you're thinking about becoming an MC, first of all, I'm not hundred percent sure what an MC is other than like, I know the names of MCs. Would I say, what is it? Like, I don't know. At some point I probably knew what MC stood for I don't think it stands for microphone check. That's just what one part of my brain just said, but, uh, what, MC Escher, what was I saying? Though? Oh, like my thoughts and my feelings are chasing one another. So you say, well, that's a feel. you know, my thoughts are chasing its tail, but my feelings are also chasing my thoughts while my thoughts are chasing my feelings tail. So whether it's thoughts, feelings, it could be physical sensations, changes in time, temperature, routine, whatever it is that's keeping you awake. There's a lot of different things. There's a lot of different listeners that uh, are going through a lot of different stuff. But whatever it is, we're here together, kind of, you'd say. And I'm here to take your mind off of whatever it is that's keeping you awake. And the way I propose to do it is I'm going to smooth, I have a safe place here and I can send it to you. You could drift over. It could drift over there. You could just look at it. Uh, it, I'm going to smooth it. I'm going to pat it. I'm going to rub it down. I'm going to say safe place. And then I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. So I'm going to go off topic, I'm going to get mixed up, I'll get confused, then I'll backtrack, then I'll talk about some more stuff, then I'll get mixed up again. So that's, uh, I don't know what my point was. Oh, that's those are the techniques I use, all to keep you company so you could fall asleep, so you could drift off. And let me tell you a little bit more, because it could be confusing, right? If you're new, or you just listen to a couple episodes, you say, okay, wait a second. I don't understand. When does the bedtime story start? What time do you start counting back? Do you do counting backwards? Or do the the alphabet backwards? And part of your brain's like this: M. C. Asher. Let me. I'm gonna have to Google that tomorrow. Uh. But, but uh. How about here's here's another idea. Free, not a free idea. I tell <laughs> you, but free to pay me for this idea. What about young M. C. Asher cartoon? Or animated series, of course. I'm sorry, cartoons. I didn't mean to. It could be a graphic novel, Young MC Escher. Uh, I, I retain, unless somebody, pro, pro, here's the other thing somebody probably already did it. Uh, if I was wittier, I could come up with jokes, really. I could do, maybe I could do a set about Young MC Escher. I couldn't, but someone could. But you can't because it, because I'd say, well, wait a second. Are, did I talk about that on the podcast? I forgot. I think I was trying to introduce the show to new listeners, actually, and I went on another pointless tangent. Or so. Okay, so a few things. If you're new, I'm glad. I'm so glad you're here. And when I say that, I actually really mean it. And I know that's hard to believe, but uh, one of the reasons I mean it is because I've been there, tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Trouble waking up, all that stuff. I've been there in the deep, dark night. That's why I call it that. I know how it feels. I know how it feels not to look forward to bedtime strongly, to try tons of different stuff, to get a good night's sleep, to be tired. I've been there in the deep, dark night, the deep, dark day. I know how it feels. That's one of the reasons I make the show. But the more important reason I make the show is for you, because I really do believe, I know, I don't believe it, you deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a bedtime you could look forward to or feel neutral about that you don't dread. You deserve a place of respite and the rest you need so that your life is more manageable, your life can improve, you can get the rest you need on a consistent basis. You deserve that, and also uh, reflecting from that is if you're getting the rest you need and you're out there living your life uh, more fully, flourishing, uh, that means our world is a better place. Uh, your world's a better place, and that is very, very important. Don't forget it. Even if you stop listening to the show, remember that. Take it with you, please. Don't take the idea about MC Asher, but t- you could take that idea. You're, you're like uh, That's important and so that's why i make the show now the show is very different it does not work for everybody and on top of that it almost works for no one on the first try it is a kind of show you got to get used to it's very different that's what most listeners say so um yeah give it a few tries if you can but i'm going to give you the information you say why would i give it a few tries i say well if you tried a lot of stuff and it hasn't worked uh why would, like, if someone says something's going to work to put you to sleep, it usually, for me, it would work once, and then I would try it the next night, it wouldn't work. Or they would be kind of shitting me about sleep, and they'd say, oh, boy, this is the way you should do it. Have you tried sleeping on top of your covers? No, because they're called covers, not unders, right? Uh, then they'd be unders, they wouldn't be covers. I mean, I guess they'd be covering my mattress, so technically, you're, and they'd say, are you quibbling with me? I'm trying to help you fall asleep. i say, it sounded more like you were telling me how to fall asleep. Uh, Go ahead again. Oh, okay. I was just trying to help. Have you tried sleeping on top of your covers? No, no, I haven't. Uh, I mean, I have taken, you know, accidentally have fallen asleep. Right. You, You fall asleep on your covers, right? When you took a nap one time. Correct. But I think you're jumping to, anyway, so if that's happened to you, uh you you'd be skeptical around sleep stuff right so if you're come to the show skeptical or doubtful that's a 100% natural way to arrive at a sleep podcast so that's one thing but then in addition to being skeptical or doubtful I'm an acquired taste and not everybody likes me or the style of the show and that's normal too like it's just not it's not for everybody but then it, the reason it takes two or three tries for the people that really listen to the show on a regular basis is there's a couple other things one This is a podcast you don't really listen to. You just kind of, it's just kind of there while you fall asleep. You just kind of barely listen. And I think my logic, my logic so far has made that evident. You say, this is not a person that deserves my full attention. And I'd say, you got it. You nailed it. If only they had that in school, like you say, like if I could have raised my hand at any point at the start of any school year of my entire life and said, uh, you know, when the teacher was laying stuff out. And I said, let's be realistic about me. You know, I can't speak for anybody else in this class, but I can't promise to give you my full attention, teach. I could kind of give you some of it, some of the time, most of the time, some of the time. And uh, I don't know what that has to do with anything, but that's kind of how you listen. You say, okay, I'll just kind of barely listen to you. I mean, that wouldn't go in school, but a sleep podcast, it does. You just kind of, just like passing clouds, or scenery as you're driving by or passing on the out the window of a train. That's the kind of listening you do with the sleep with me. Now, you can listen. And if you can't sleep, I'm going to be here to the very end. I'm here for those people that can't sleep at all. But also, I'm here so you could listen. You don't have to listen. So this is a podcast you just barely listen to. Also really doesn't put you to sleep. I'm here to keep you company while you drift off versus putting you to sleep. I take your mind off of stuff. I'm your boar friend, your boar bae, your boar cuz, your boar bestie, your boar burr. I'm here to be here for you and to keep you company. And like, like, so that things feel less lonely in the deep, dark night. So, yeah, so that's, uh, okay, okay, so, oh, yeah, so it's a podcast you don't really listen to, doesn't really put you to sleep. Give us some more good news, Scoots. Okay, no problem. Also, structure of the show is very different, and it serves a very specific purpose, but it also takes some getting used to it. The first part of the show, easy to get used to. It starts off with a greeting. Friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, faces of bow everywhere. But, sir, there's only one face above. Oh, sorry. Well... But, uh, bow based beings everywhere, um, or, or, uh, multi-forms trees and multi-forms. It's a greeting. So you feel kind of seen and welcome and you say, this is a bit confusing and silly too. So most podcasts have a greeting like, or something. So you say, oh, okay. I know where I am in this case. I don't know where I am, but I know, I don't know where I am. Then there's support for the show, just like other podcasts. We come out twice a week for free on all podcast apps, and the and the sponsors and the people that support the show financially are how we're able to do that for you. Twice a week for free, over 400 episodes in the archives for free. Uh, then there's support for the listeners if you're having a tough time. There's support for the communities around the show, and then there's the intro, which we're probably I don't know ten minutes into, and the intro is a show within a show. Which can really throw people off. Some people have strong feelings. They think it's part of the, they think it's, uh, navel gazing. And I say, oh boy, if I, yeah, that could be a whole episode, me navel gazing in my own navel, only my own, but, uh, no, it's, or it's part of the, um, uh, support and the sponsor stuff. But the intro between minute, whatever, eight and minute 20 ish, uh, is a show within a show. Where one I unsuccessfully try to introduce the podcast to new listeners because yeah most podcast intros be one or two minutes long tops uh, so yeah our intro goes on and on and on but it's it's new every single episode I try to follow the same structure unsuccessfully so I kind of me it's it's like if there was a tenth out like they say over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go and and one of those songs. It would be like that, but if you said there, like, if you also, if you were, like, maybe you have a life partner that you're traveling to grandma's house with, uh, or just a friend. You say, yeah, we haven't put a label on it yet. Don't call, (laughs) I say, okay, but there's some sort of astrophysicist or something, and they say, there's actually one billion ways to get to grandmother's house. That's uh, the intro of the podcast. You were still going to grandmother's house, and there's still some, some of the streets are going to be the same. But they're going to be different every time. If that's not confusing, but also an apt metaphor. So the 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 reason the intro is different every time is because, at least in my opinion, my brain constantly adjusts, or whatever parts of me are trying to keep me awake. So everything else I've tried, in the history of trying to get to sleep, if there's not some variety every time, my brain just adjusts. They say the birds are going to tweet again. There comes here comes that robin at four minutes and ten seconds. And then eventually, two days later, my friend says, you know what? I loathe that Robin at four minutes and two seconds. Uh, and it just goes, goes down, downhill from there. So having the intro different every time, I don't know, helps, I think, keep things from getting adjusted. something new every time, but something familiar for the regular listener. For the new listener, hopefully, I unsuccessfully introduce the podcast to you in a successful way. And that's why it takes two or three tries uh, to get used to the show. But there's also a more important part about the intro. For a lot of listeners, the intro is the transition period from being awake to drifting off to sleep. So the reason it is about 20 minutes or 15 minutes is to ease you into bedtime. Whether you're in bed, getting comfortable, maybe there's some listeners that are already asleep or so happy for them. But for a lot of listeners, it's like you're getting ready for bed. Or you're winding down. Wherever you're doing that, however you're doing it, it's a—it's like a landing strip. You're going in easing, easing you into bedtime, whatever twilight period. And that's just one of the things we've we've seen work uh, and that over the history of the show is like having some sort of chill bedtime routine. Instead of setting, at least with this show, the expectation that I'm just going to put you to sleep right away with some sort of method. There's only, there's only a, there's, there's, there is a method, it's just a, it's like a, it's a, lot, it's a gloppy type method. So that's why the intro goes on and on and on. Like some people skip it, about two or three percent of people skip it and start the show at 20 minutes. A few thousand people listen to story only episodes on Patreon, but they also listen to the full episode. So I think it's just like to have something to listen to every night of the week. So just see how it goes. So that's the intro. Then there's more support for the show between the intro and the story. Again, so the podcast can come out twice a week for free. And then after that is uh, the episode. Tonight we'll be talking, we'll be returning to Doctor Who, sleeping with Doctor Who. uh, David Tennant, uh, uh, the back half of David, his uh, second season as the doctor. So that'll be exciting. And uh, then we have some thank yous at the end. So it's the structure of the show. It's why I make the show. I'm really glad you're here. And really, give the show a few tries, but if you already, I guess it's a little late because the people that are already strongly dislike me, they may already be letting me know about it, but if you, if the show isn't for you, that's cool, too. There's a, I got a bunch of different stuff at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you. So you can check that stuff out and see if anything there works for you. But I'm really glad you're here. I work really hard You're in the next drive, and I really hope I can help you fall asleep. Thanks again for coming by. And here's a couple of ways we'll be able to do it for you for free twice a week. All right, everybody, Scoots here, and we're talking, welcome back, Doctor. Instead of Cotter, welcome back, Doctor. We're talking Doctor Who like a while ago. I don't know if it's been a year, two years since we've covered some Doctor Who, but oh boy, did I miss it. And I forgot how much I missed it so I started watching it again. So I'm so happy to be back. We're in the middle of season uh, three the second David Tennant season, uh, and we're starting with episode seven. And what we'll do is I enjoyed with this with the, uh, well, let's be perfectly honest. I I enjoyed reading through my notes and then watching it on Great British Bake Off. But I also sat down to record and I don't have my iPad with me. So I said, okay, I guess we're rolling with the notes first. So we'll run through my notes and then we'll run through the episode visually. So that'll be fun, right? Uh, And this is, so this is Doctor Who 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 season E, which I think is actually a three, episode seven. Luckily, for some reason, one of my bosses taught me to use a European seven, you know, with the thing in the middle. So I can always, I can always tell when I do a seven, but any other, so I got that going for me and know my sevens. And according, like 42 seconds is what I put for the episode title, but I think it's just 42. And technically, I think it's 42 minutes. Uh, We got a quick TARDIS toot show. Oh, oh, flutes. Is this a flute solo? Quick TARDIS, T-U-T-E-S-H-O, then flip phone. What does toot show mean? (laughs) I don't think there was a flute solo. Interesting. Toot um, But then the, there's big bezels on the f- phone. Maybe a, this doesn't say sonic screwdriver. Oh, that comes up. Big bezel, sonic screwdriver. Maybe it showed it outside. Toot show. Flute show. It's only four letters. It definitely looks like T-U-T-E. Tutu, maybe tutu, tutu show. No one was in a tutu that I know of. But uh, flip phone, big bezel, screwdriver, pursed dock. That's what that looks like. Pursed dock, pursed dock lips. Uh, universal roaming, no way. Two, frequent flyers, pranking, parking, per- privilege, I think, uh, perk. Uh, dissolution they get a call basically there's turbulence and they're coming in hot they get a a distress call distress call maybe that says they're coming in hot there's steam like a steam like a sauna can't stand the heat can't start the heat uh then we see crew running times three get out so they basically go into this chamber the TARDIS uh they get out of TARDIS it's really hot and then the doctor says, they say, what's going on here? You know, doctor, we'll we'll go through that when we go through it. Then the crew runs, three crew members, they say, what are you doing in there? It's like boiling in there. Uh, get out. And the doctor says, we've got no engines. Then there's a secure closure, and something's locked into 27. Who are you? He's the doctor, and I'm Martha. Martha, it's been too long. If I can't, if you don't mind me saying, you and the doctor—forty-two uh, minutes. Uh, doctor, doctor, doctor times two. How come? How come? Here's a pitch. Too late now. But instead of sister, sister, they could have had, uh, or we could do this with another set of twins. Uh, but it'd be better if it was like a, a like a like a not a reboot, but a continuation. So there was a show, Sister Sister, right? What if there was a show like in the future, Doctor Doctor? I'm just saying that would work. That's like that's a title that could be used. Is there? There hasn't been. How come there hasn't been a show about? Here's a pitch, uh, not for free, by the way. And uh, but a Doctor Doctor. This would be more of a mainstream show. These are not where my skill set is, but uh, two doctors that are twins. Uh, uh, probably would be something I would not, that I would s- not be nice to on the podcaster in my mind. Like, what's your favorite show? Dr. Doctor, man. So I find out about the latest breakfast cereals and, uh, mainstream products, uh, and uh, like, uh, I need my laugh track. Oh, it's not, it's a, no, it's just, it's just a, a sitcom. It's a sitcom comedy. What's that? Well, because it has a little bit of, it's, it, it's barely dramatic. Uh, wh- oh, where can I watch this? Oh, only in Scooter's imagination when he thinks of it. Originally it supposed to be the, uh, uh, the sisters from Sister Sister, but then he could only get the wink of the people the, he could only get the wink. Then he tried to do the Weasleys. Uh, obviously that didn't work out. So then he was able to do the Winklevosses. He calls them the Winklevi. That's how he was able to get around because they didn't actually want to be involved. Uh, so anyway, it's it was, it was was. Uh, he doesn't think about it often. So I guess you could say it's no longer airing. Okay, but so back to the show. Oh, so then my next question was, is this real time like 24? There's a once upon a time for all of you youth out there and, and those of you not in the U.S., there was a show, I think it was on for many, many seasons. Then there was a, a break and then it was rebooted at least once. It starred Kiefer Sutherland and it was called 24. And at the time, and this was before um, The Sopranos and and, and 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 like TV had changed. This was kind of like, I think it probably spanned the cusp of TV streaming. What do they call it? Golden, platinum television? Television? I don't know, whatever they call it. Peak TV, I don't believe that term. But uh um <laughs> talk about petering things out. But so the t- show 24 was based on the premise that it was happening in real time. So Kiefer Sutherland was this person with all of these skills, and it was like an action show. It was on Fox, and each episode would play out over an hour. Now, obviously, you know, it's fiction, but it was like, they tried to, that was the, one of the conceits was like, this is he, Kiefer Sutherland has essentially 24 hours to save something very important. And I I presume it was 24 episodes. And I remember, like, I remember watching it, right. Uh, And the first few seasons were like, uh, constantly talked about. Then I got a job and the people I got a job with, uh, they were like huge 24 fans. Uh, so it's was like an, almost a working requirement, uh, to work for them. And, um, what's my point in there? I guess my point was that, uh, um, Oh, th- at some point it became, it took, it, t- it realized, uh, I, I, I believe it could have been a, a series of mishandles, but I think like there were campy elements of it. And, uh, Soap operatic elements, and so they leaned into those. I think in a good way when I was watching it, when I was working uh, with the 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 husband and wife team, and uh, so the main thing was the show played out and essentially tried to pull tried to stick to the premise. Each episode was an hour long. I don't know. Again, don't ask me what happened. I think it was still that hour was still running during the commercials and it had a ticking clock. This episode has a ticking clock. Uh but I had to do some basic math, uh but I put 207 was at when they said 24 42 minutes left. Uh, time starts uh Sunday, big sun, big ship, big music. So there's a the sun, there's a the big ship, there's big music. Uh the ship's out of control. Then the episode opens uh and we see the, we find out there's seven crew There's something with an A, there's steam, there's my ship. This is a, a lot of cuts. This is a very, uh, quick moving episode. Uh, it's, uh, there was on the second and third time I watched it, I said, okay, it was a little bit slower. The first time I, I was kind of like breathless, it would be like, uh, and, uh. Like, uh, but, but the second or the third time I watched, it, I said, "Okay, it does have a couple slower beats uh, and really pungent or whatever—not <laughs> pungent beats, but uh, the poignant ones." Uh, but anyway, it is one of the faster-moving episodes. Not a lot of uh, introspection or pondering. Action-based. Uh, seven crew. Steam my ship. Lifeboat. We're stuck. Uh, there's 40 minutes and 26 seconds left. Blimey uncredited everyone un on something engine ashton corwin glass glasses oh we're on taraji we're in the taraji system oh doctor puts his glasses on figures out we're there taraji system half a universe away martha the doctor does a throwaway what seemingly a throwaway line which is actually essential he says uh oh was this before or after they banned energy scoops for fusion uh and, uh, the c- crew, crew kind of has a, there's a look, uh, out, outlawed yet, uh, no response or no repose, burnt out controls, auxiliary engines, 29 passwords, sealed doors, no engine. No. How about some Dunkirk spirit? The doctor says, uh, it's a two person job, uh, Martha thanks Martha thinks Martha helps be careful McDonald get up to med careful now lots of running so this is my first mass attempt uh, not an attempt is a sh- like a way to describe it uh, 3431 is the time left on the 42 minute clock but 6 minutes have elapsed in the episode so that's kind of, this is our, like, control time now, because I didn't do a control time earlier, apparently. Or did I? Oh, yeah, two forty-two to 2. At 2 minutes, the clock started, and that's at 42. So at 42 is 2 minutes. So it should have been 40 would be 4 minutes. At 38 would be 6 minutes, but we're at 34. So it is not exactly real time. Or my math is off. Uh, yeah, I put 42 to 2. 4 shall be forty-six. should be 38. Uh, dude in tube won't open. His eyes. A Too hot, too hot baby. Sabotage the ship. No way. I saw it. Open your eyes. The doctor's saying, hey, man, open your eyes. A sedative a stasis chamber bioscan. Something's going on may have caught a cold industrial music uh i just realized at this moment like i was thinking i was hearing the, i said oh remember i remember writing about that industrial music uh a little bit uh, like uh, nine inch nails or uh like a uh, ministry but i said oh wait that was on mandalorian but kind of a similar vibe uh a little bit uh, any questions who are you i'm the doctor so the med person says who are you he says i'm the doctor the dude wakes up uh but no one sees it then we're eight minutes in 32 minutes on the clock i don't know what the math is on that clamp door trip colors uh trip coders but only one chance uh SS Pentillions, uh, first flight. So basically, there, every time a door seals on the ship uh, when they were partying, science of data, dude, wakes up. Uh, scans of data wakes up trouble. Then there's a happy prime mention. In the really funny dial, like 313, 331, 367. The next number in that sequence, just in case you need it one day, 379. But don't use it because my handwriting, I I didn't do a European 7. So it looks like a 7. Will do, thanks. Uh, Pub quiz, uh, be it less. Here comes the sun. So then they get a question. Who had more number one hits pre-download era? Elvis or the Beatles, and I was like, uh, I, I would have definitely got it wrong. And even the doctor makes it, "Here comes the sun" thing. Use grunches uh, to do to a jump start. Uh, so they're going to try to jump start the engines. Uh, tiny glimmer of hope, and then we're at twenty five forty six, but eleven ten in the episode. Martha calls her mom. I've been calling you in listen time. Who did you get? So radio. So rude. So Martha's mom plays like she's irritated again. Are you with the doctor? Where are you? I'm concerned. Then we put Colin, but I think it's Corwin's body is changing. Eyes closed. He's awake. Urgent. Doctor runs. Guitar music. Eyes closed. Sun with me. He says, man, let's sit out in the sun instead of working. Basically, this Corwin He's behaving strangely. He's saying, let's just park the engine and sit in the sun. Very similar uh but, but like I, at first the first time I watched, it, I said, Oh, this is similar to um now I can't even remember the name of the movie. So never mind. Uh it was a movie oh no, nope, I almost had it, but it's gone now. Uh but then it turns out the answer is Elvis. Who had more number ones? Elvis or the Beatles? I guess it's Elvis. Uh so means probably means, because uh, the Beatles catalog is so huge, uh, but I don't know. I mean, I love Elvis, uh, but uh, Steam with me, he says, then Sun with me. What's, what was that? You got to go. Hand on, 2706 left 14. So math, you can do it on your own. Colin, give Steam with me, not Luna Vapor. IO scan 100 degrees hydrogen it's got to be wrong so the doctor basically saying he's become a hydrogen based being planet fill exont content uh, just a cargo ship uh. so the doctor's trying to get to the bottom of this like solve the mystery part of what happened to corwin why did he become a hydrogen based being that doesn't want to work or have the ship move but just wants to bask in the glory of the sun It was a Danny Boyle movie. Sun. It was about the sun, and uh, I used to watch it a lot with my brother. Very visually stunning movie. Uh, Great performances, too. I think, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm thinking of the casting. Holy moly. Anyway, just a cargo ship. Dr. Stairs. We think he steams Abby. Urena at her locker. She's irritated. Corwin shows up. Uh, can you give him a... We've been a married for 11 years. Uh, he keeps me honest. Uh, no false hope. Uh, he's gone. So the doctor's interviewing the captain of the ship, saying, what's happened? What ha- strange happened? Uh, and she says, nothing. And the doctor says, well, it doesn't make any sense then. is nothing strange. You haven't docked with anybody. You haven't done it. Oh, I almost had it. Sun, sunlight, uh, not the name of the movie, but, uh, and he says, I don't know. She says, I don't know. Nothing strange has happened, but you could see on her face that she's not telling the truth. Uh, I wish I knew it's vital. You tell me eyebrow up, uh, steam door run area 17, another crew out to Corwin. We are mates. It's too hot, too hot, baby. Uh, Then we see a shot of the ship in the sun, the door, Corwin moves. They got reserves. They got a reserve pod. You get stuck in escape, uh, put on, trying to reprogram. Okay, so what happens here is uh, Martha and one of the crew members, uh, they're the ones trying to open all the sealed doors. Corwin shows up. He's a hydrogen-based being now. And he's not down to problem-solve anymore. So he says uh, uh, they they try to get away from him because he also has the power of the sun. And in close quarters, that's no good. He he When he says too hot, too hot, baby, he means that he like run away lately or whatever the next line is. So they run into an escape pod. Then Corwin and the crew member are both trying to reprogram the escape pod. Corwin's trying to launch it which the only thing nearby with gravitational pull is a giant sun. And so they're go they do a reprogramming back and forth like three or four times. Uh, Ashton's his name. And he looks like an, like, I think that's maybe Is that Ashton? I don't know. But you know, there, there's that boy band five seconds to summer. There's Ashton in there. And this, this guy's got a hunk. He's got, he's got some hunk action going too. No way to jumpstart. What the heck? Uh, Corwin, where are you? What are you? Why? My husband, you know, okay. So, oh, wait, I got ahead of myself here. So they try to jettison, reschedule, lots of yelling, doctors running, hold, stabilize, lots of breathing, laughs. uh, So then finally, uh, Corwin smashes the controls, launches the escape pod. There's no way to stop it, uh, uh, so then Cass, the, the captain of the ship says, my husband, you know me, I'm Cass, your wife. He says, it's your fault. Uh, the doctor runs two verts of it. Uh, oh, this is when he punches it, uh, two verts of it, uh, three exclamation points. Uh, I don't know what that is. Two Verde of it, uh. Punches, can't stop it, can't stop it, your fault. Steam bath, Uh, Dr. V, I want to know. Airlock sealed, Ashton on his way, locked in airlock, pot out, ding, ding, ding. Doctor and Martha, I'll show, I'll save you, don't worry, I'll save you. I can't hear you, so he's saying, I'll save you. Martha and this guy, maybe Ashton, are on the skate pod getting launched. Can't hear you, times three. The pod's out. Doctor says, sorry, there's a slow-mo. There's the sun, 1707, left in the countdown clock, 24 minutes into the episode. Kath and Corwin and another dude, your fault. Uh, The doctor does know. We need you. Get down here. I'll deal with Ashton, pod drops, he'll come for us. Martha tells the other guy in the pod, he's hopeless. She says, don't worry, the doctor will say it. You don't know that, he says, there's no hope. She goes, you don't know the doctor. Really, this is the downbeat moment, uh, emotionally strong. So they share a moment in the quietest space or multiple moments. They talk about family and, you know, prepare themselves no silence, so much noise, they'll never know. They also talk about their comparative families. Like Martha begins to come to terms with, she keeps kind of, you know, this one of the thematic things is like uh, her and her family. And uh, this guy has no family really. And so they they kind of share, it's an important moment, like that they this, have this inverse thing going. They'll never know. He says, call them. Aaron thirty-three, Area thirty, Shandown, lured by Kath into bioscanner. Doctor suits up. I gotta remagnetize it. And the guy says it's too late. And he goes, I'm not gonna lose her. So they go kind of subtle on this one because you're carrying, you know, stuff with Rose and and, and even with Martha's past uh, interactions with the doctor that you know the doctor's gotta save his companion, right? Puts on this red red suit, man. That's at twelve fifty five in the countdown, twenty eight forty five in the episode. Martha calls her mom. It's me again. There's mysterious people listening into the mom's phone. They're tapped they got it tapped. She says she's out with mates. Let's talk about anything. Uh the mom's trying to buy time for whoever's tapping the phone. And so it was a little bit like, like I said, Martha, you call me. I'll talk to you about nothing for, for as long as you want. Uh, uh, but uh, she says, just talk to me, mom, about anything. And she want to hear your voice. Uh, but the mom, of course, uh, kind of takes it where, you know, parents tend to take it, you know, to the right to the bone. And then she says, never mind, mom, I got to go, you know, say, kiss everybody for me. And uh, they, the, the tapper wants more time. Then there's a big pod hug. And then a real nice moment, like uh, the guy, he's not Ashton, apparently, but uh, he kisses her Martha on the forehead, holds her. Doctor, action, more wind, sun. So he's out there trying to remagnetize uh, remagnetize the pod. we got to do it on the outside of the ship, of course. So he's trying to reach these controls and hit buttons. We see the big ship moving against the sun, big music. Uh, He gets one button, then I think two buttons. Then he's got to open up a thing and flip a lever. And he does finally, you know, they're like, you can't do it. You know, there's too much wind, you know, the whole thing. But he pulls it off. Margaret Balfour, Magnet Balfour. I told you the doctor, then they come back. The doctor actually looks at the sun while he's out there and it comes. He says, oh, the sun's alive. It's a sentient being or beings or something, or maybe collective something. It goes into him. They close the airlock. This is nine minutes left, 33 minutes into the episode. The doctor crawls out. Doctor, doctor, story, what's happened? Uh, Stay away, he says to Martha and everybody. The sun is a living organism. This is maybe the captain. He says, humans, you should have scanned because they did do an energy scoop. Uh, He says, you got to put me in the stasis chamber and freeze it out quickly. Then they had thought they froze the husband, but he wakes back up. Purple ferrite color orange <laughs> i don't know what that is uh purple ferrite color orange doctor yelling he's not human let's mishap you there that's enough 10 seconds uh get rid of it doctor the doctor's scared uh quiet now Doctor's still in the suit. He goes, you got to do 200 degrees. Seven green yells. uh, Sun and ship shot. Uh, Hubby rises. Shuts in downpour. Out. uh, Cut. Oh, he cuts the power. They're trying to freeze the doctor to get the sun out of him. Uh, This husband, Corwin, wakes up uh, from big sleep. uh, Cuts the power. Kath, the captain, says, leave it to me. Half crim, 4147 or 3720. Lots of cuts. Doctor starts to defrost, get to the front of the ship, give back what you took. So essentially, they scoop as sun energy out of the sun to run their fusion reactors, which turns out in the future would be banned, but but, but it's actually had been banned and i mean i'll spoil it she says geez it takes a lot of work we just needed fuel for the ship you know because you can't scan the planet for living beings uh and she goes you know we got to but you know we got to report back in you know the efficiency triplicate or whatever 408 uh shut down it was my fault so Cass says at 343 hide and seek uh in the airlock uh so Cass playing hide and seek with Corwin in the airlock. she totally does that move that we've seen before. Great move, by the way. You know she does hide and seek in the airlock and says, "Come and come and try to find me." And then he goes in the airlock, uh, and so they take you know they take a trip. To, he, she says, "You want the sun? Let's go see it close up, baby." Two of just the two of us. Uh, we can make it if we try. So she says, I'm sorry, they're out, I love you, they, and they hit it in space. Uh, keep going. Okay, I will. minutes, 17 seconds, 39.54 into the episode. Everyone's moving at this point. Doctor's crawling, more big music, Symbols are crashing, 0% chance now the computer's giving them. Martha, exclamation point. Doctor, can't fight it, give it back. Uh, Martha runs 121 code is make it to reboot not working. So the dudes have made it into the, the rest- energy restart place, uh, but then they can't reboot the engines. The doctors, Martha says, forget about it. You just got to dump all the fuel out of the ship. And then she says, come on, doctor, hold on. They do a fuel dump. Uh, the sun exits the ship. Uh, there's lots of turbulence. It they pull out of the dive. It exits the doctor. Impact is averted. Everyone stands and hugs the doctor. Runs, hugs. Uh, ship reversal. Talking Tardis. Uh, compact, robust. Oh, so then yeah, they have the you know the whatever the whatever the sequence after. So the couple of the crew are left. Uh, they see the TARDIS. They say, "This is your ship." He goes, "This I loved." He goes, "Yeah, this is uh, it's compact, it's robust." Uh, they're all hugging. Official may. So they say, "What are you going to do?" And they say, well, "We sent out an official mayday." And then they say, "What are you going to tell them?" And then the doctor says, "Why don't you try telling them the truth?" Uh, they share. Then Martha. Martha shares a moment with the the. Uh, person whose name's not ashton and it's really and i guess relatable uh because he's developed obviously a crush on martha and he goes she she goes i hope you find somebody to believe in he goes i think i already did she goes he goes will we ever see each other again she goes nah and she goes we can make it out make out for a second uh and i guess he's a good kisser because she says well done and I said, and I think she might have even said that was hot. Uh, and I said, well, are, you, are you kidding me? Like, uh, you know, that's an understatement. And, uh, then she steps onto the ship. She's kind of skipping and she gives the doctor a hard time. Like, turned out we didn't even need you. We solved that one on our own. But the doctor's kind of like scowling. And there's like this awkward moment at first, but it's really that he's locked in thought, uh, or maybe not like, but again, this is a little bit of, uh, a good moment to say okay this is kind of uh tough to interpret is how you define their relationship but with some emotion uh and so then awkward but then he says he comes out of his whatever you call that uh where you see the, the stuff i do all the time scowl and look off into space uh And he says, oh, here's a key to the TARDIS uh, for long-term companions or whatever. Uh, But it's still kind of awkward. Then she says, oh, my mom. Uh, So she calls her mom. And mom says, oh, what do I do to deserve three calls in a day? And she goes, if you're going to act like that, you won't be getting another one. And she says, I'm going to come around and see you. Yeah. Uh, What day is it, by the way? It's election day. Your mom keeps wanting to know she's with the doctor and she goes, w- I got to go. Uh, I'll see you some point soon. And I guess she probably could be telling the truth because they can go, you know, jump around in time and space. And then we see the agents, they put the phone, the mom's phone in a bag. Uh, so they take her phone and then they say, Mr. Saxon will hear about this or something. And that's the end of the episode of my notes and I'll be talking in a second here about the episode I'm as I'm watching it. Alright, we got the episode's running now. He's scanning the phone And uh walking around talking to Martha, tosses her the phone. She says, Oh no way, this is mad uh you can call anywhere, How, as long as you know the area code, a frequent flyer privilege. So I'm running the tape, I just want to see, they me fast forward a little bit of, fast forward, whatever they call it, just scrubbing. I have to scrub my way through things, no way to, oh, that was one of the things. Now they're on the steamy ship, now that is hot, automated distress, uh, it's like sun in here working at full pelt to trying to cool down whatever it is wherever we are well if you can't stand the heat the doctor says but then he just exits get out of the kitchen i guess he's getting out of the kitchen that's when the crew crew come they say get out of there what are you doing and uh, they say oh they do they do notice the box that it's a police box huh and I see, jeez, stopped. Why aren't the engines going? Uh, secure closure active. Ship's gone mad. Somebody else is running. You're, you you I forgot. I'm sorry. I forgot so many people's names. Uh, who are you? Uh, he's the doctor. I'm Martha. Hello. Then Martha, this is how they hang the beginning of the episode. She looks at the window. Or this is how they get to the beginning of the episode. She looks out the window. Sees the sun, says, doctor, doctor, doctor. Look, uh, 42 minutes till the sun, Kath, uh, the captain says. And we put, it's a slow pull out and pan across. Uh, and uh, we see the tail of the ship. We see the sun. And everything's moving around. What was this? Solar? No, that's not the name. I should Google what the name of that movie was. His name I can't remember, even though I've seen it a bunch of times. Uh then the episode starts to open. And uh let's see what is this uh you know it goes through the, the, the stars of the show and who directed it or wrote the episode that's what I was kinda interested in. It's Doctor Who and just waiting here. Waiting as things go over now. Chris Chibnall, and then the doctor starting. Let's see. Uh, I can't believe I can't remember the name of this movie. Solar, not Solaris. I'm close though. Um, let's see. It's, it's uh, only one word. But why? I, I mean, my brain is just. Uh, But, you know, I can't not uh, say, well, Drew, this is your job here is to uh, make sure people know about it. Sunshine. That's why I couldn't think of it. It was too too, uh, sensible uh, for me to remember. Sunshine. So, okay, so now they're working on the ships, trying to figure stuff out. 29 passwords. uh, Tarjay system. to Tarjay half-universe away from home, Martha. Feels it, she says. Hey, Doc, or hey, Captain, what's up with the ship? Uh, I thought Fusion was outlawed. Well, let's just do an awkward look and move on. Or, oh, that's convenient, hasn't been outlawed yet. Uh, I want to see that Happy Prime song. No response, uh, can't get to the computers or whatever. Controls are burnt out, uh, can't get them online. What about auxiliary engines? Uh, don't have access. Uh, they're at the front of the ship, which is sealed off. 29 doors. Override them, yo. Uh, Martha says they say deadlocks. Uh, Got to put a passcode in. No c- oh, deadlock. Sonic screwdriver doesn't work on a deadlock. Uh, defeated before you even started. Oh, listen to you. Where's your Dunkirk spirits? They could use a little Dunkirk spirit. Uh, Riley Vashti, that's the person, that's the honky person, not Ashton. Get to work. uh, And uh, reliable and simple. Okay, let's get to work. Martha's going to help. Remote controls needs to be careful, Martha. Okay, I will. Okay, then the thing runs on. Let's see my next notes are clamp door trip colors with only one chance. Uh, let's see where that is. Uh, we got uh, stasis chamber, industrial music, little old uh, sedation. Doctor's looking sharp in the suit. I like uh, the striped shirt, man. The stripe, I love the way that uh, everything plays off one another. Chuck Taylor's on. Doctor's giving out, you know, kind of instructions, eh? Get to work here. Let's do that. Uh, okay, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Oh, what's your favorite color? I think one. it's purple for one of the people. That's later in the episode. Clamp it on. What are you typing? Uh, door's trip code is uh, ran, set to a random question set by the crew. Nine tours back, we thawed them up, uh, so we'd know we were the only ones who knew the answers, right? Okay, remote pulse to uh, clamp. clamp, uh, we only get one chance. Uh, if you get it wrong, whole system freezes. Oh, I had the time here. Oh, no, that's 3,250. Pentalion's first flight, uh, what is the date of that? It must be a popular piece of history. Uh, Okay, yeah, only one chance. Uh, What's Corwin doing? Check that bio scan. Can't make sense of his data. Give me a couple minutes. I'll let you know. That's when Corwin is faking sleeping. We already become a hydrogen-based being. And uh, he's getting ready to make his move. They go to the next thing. This is a good one. I want this dialogue. How's it going? We're at door 28, boss. Uh, Move faster. (laughs) Hardy har. Okay, find the next number in the sequence, 331, 313, 331, 367. Doctor knows it right away because she says, what do you mean you don't know all the answers? Uh, He says 379. It's a sequence of happy primes, 379. Happy what? Enter it. uh, You sure? Any number that reduces to one. Okay, whoa, whoa, too fast, doctor. See if I can get the pauses right on this. I don't think I can. A yeah, happy sequence of primes. Uh, you know who's happy? Optimus Prime. Sometimes. Also, I like that Optimus Prime, sometimes grouchy though. You know who's not very happy? Optimus Prime. It does seem a bit grouchy, but for very paternal. It does seem loving, but a grouch. Uh, any number that reduces to one when you take the sum of the square. ...of its digits and continue iterating until it yields one is a happy number. No no idea. Uh, The crew and everybody looks stunned. Any number that doesn't isn't a a happy prime is a number that's both happy and prime. Now type it in and... uh, He says, talk about dumbing down, dumbing down. Don't they teach recreational mathematics anymore? So that's pretty funny. Okay, we got Dr. Running. clamping. 30 minutes left on this uh, countdown. Just a cargo ship. Uh, can't believe this all depends on a pub quiz. Uh, what's this next one? Classical music, most pre-download number ones. Uh, the Beatles. uh How are we supposed to know that? Even the doctor doesn't know this answer. Uh, They're working on the engine. Nobody knows. Here comes the son. She calls her mom. Hates me, Martha. Uh, Martha, mom's like in the kitchen. She's fixing, she has a French press, so I don't know if she's making coffee or tea. She has a couple plants. I think she grows her own herbs, mom does. Oh, she's doing some dishes. So she's such a good hostess, uh, like, for her guests. Oh, just in case you were wondering, yeah, Martha has a flip phone. Because this is a flip phone. So when did you get so rude? A couple of pineapples mom has in a fruit bowl. Okay, right now I don't see any uh, interference. Uh, So I guess later in the episodes when the people show up. So she's trying to boot up her computer. She's got to plug the mouse in. What is this for? For a pub quiz, yeah. Can you look it up? Uh, you're not allowed to look stuff up. Uh, please find it. There's 400,000 results. Uh, give me a minute. Uh 20, 50 left till impact. Uh, the doctor call, or the do- ship's doctor calls the doctor. Oh, did I ever tell you this one? Uh, it's a pretty old g- gag, but uh, it's one of my favorite things to do is if you know, like, if you're if you're, if you're you're somewhere where there's a medical convention, this is one of them, You say, Scoots, what do you do for fun other than the stuff you talk about on the podcast? I say, well, I think of stuff on elevators to do that's silly. So you get on the elevator. You, I guess you could do this also at, a, like, a, a place where there's, like, other places. And then you go to the back of the elevator. You wait a little while. And then you say, doctor. And uh, everybody turns around, or a lot of people do. And they say, doctor. <laughs> If you're with somebody, it's even better. But I did that in Las Vegas once, like hours at a time. Once I thought I was, once I found it amusing, uh, like I could, I couldn't stop doing it. It, it uh, I'm trying to think what hotel it was, but there was a convention. I knew a doctor that was there, so I knew, I knew of its existence. So yeah, the price says more about me than it says about me. Okay, Colin Irwin Arena, Area Seventeen. Martha's still on the phone with her mom. What was that? There's a lot of yelling because uh, vapors and stuff. Uh, mom, maybe this is what pushes, maybe there's a scene cut where mom calls in the uh, authority figures from whatever uh, the secret team that taps her phone. Nerves, reserve, uh, lots of yelling, doctor running to stabilize some stuff. Corwin, why, my husband So this is all the notes. Uh you you already heard this part, uh I'm trying to think uh what are the details? This is a nice looking ship. I don't know how like I'd like to see the filming of this, uh questions. Like, are they building a new set uh for every episode? Are they re- using other existing sets? Here's a challenge to anybody that's in like uh that that has access to sets. Uh, this is totally impossible, but uh what if you put me randomly on one of your sets? You don't tell me anything about it, right? Uh, you give me no information. You bring me in there. I'll make a sleep with me episode. On, we'll call it a sleeping on the set. Uh, and uh, because I, I could do it like on uh, this, I could go to, because there's probably multiple locations, right? Uh I did thought, I th- I, here's here's more about, uh, here's another tangent about me, uh, so I did think about that uh, for a good place, but I, I was too afraid. Uh, so here's, what, like, you know, just being honest, normalizing things for people out there that avoid things. Uh, it came up a few times. I may have already shared it, too. I actually met... The person, maybe it was during season one of The Good Place, that was producing a podcast for NBC. I think we exchanged emails, not just email addresses, but we even sent an an email to one another. What year was this? Probably, I don't know, 2015, maybe 2016. And then I didn't think of it like till like season two or three. And then I said I should email them. I did email NBC so I could get early screeners. which was, which happened so that I could do, do, watch episodes a week early. But I never, uh, I said, I should ask the person that runs the podcast. Then it ended up that the host of the podcast, uh, I had, like, I didn't know them personally. I'd seen them perform live, uh, Mark. And then, uh, like, uh, then like I knew someone that knew them, actually met them. But, like I didn't know them, but I shook, shook, shook his hand. Uh, This is Mark Evan Jackson. Um, So I said, oh, I could email that person and ask them to ask Mark. I could try to email my contact, the person that was originally producing the podcast for NBC. I could email the person who gave me the screeners. Because I said, okay, I know that Good Place has some of their sets on Universal's lot or Universal Studios. I know that's not that far for me to go. What if I did an episode like from the set uh, of like some inane details of the set or even interviewed the set dresser or anybody because they do such a good job there? And old Andy came in or old Nana, Andy and Nana, my comedy team, the comedy team, a the, the, the comedy team with Quash Dreams, Andy and, and Nana. Uh, somebody remind me of some of this stuff. The Andy and Nana comedy team. That quashes your dreams, Andy and Nana. I, maybe I should write that down? Hold on. I think we may have just uh, figured out uh, Nuns in Space season three? Uh, so if you're listening to this, I, like, since the stuff gets released out of order, pretty cool. I'm pretty sure we got one piece of that. Uh, that uh, that's a missing piece. Andy and Nana, or it could be Andy and Anna. Comedy team that quashes dreams. Okay, so what was I saying about comedy train I had a tangent I was going on? Not about elevator with doctors. Not about Doctor Who really. Now I can't even remember what it was. Uh Andy said to me, Huh, well I lost it. That's all right though. Thought it was this, it was some story about me, obviously. That's why I was, you know, what am I gonna be talking about? Uh And it was going down some mental uh, past thing. Can't remember now. Sorry about that. Uh, Well, you know, we'll we'll see. I'm sure it'll bubble back up to the surface again. What was it about? Was it even related to this? It had to be related to the episode in some way, I guess. But the episode's still running. The actor's talking to Kath, like serious talk. Uh, She's still in denial, saying, I wish I knew. Uh, let's see. He'll care. He'll come for us. Okay. So this is the next thing. We got uh, Ashton goes gets transformed into a, a hydrogen-based being, and they're trying to figure out the next code. Cor- right now, Corn's about to turn Ashton into a g- g- carbon-based or not a carbon-based being. Who's there, Ashton? What are you doing? Uh, I'm about to uh, shine like a diamond. Uh, so that's when they go into the escape pod, and they have to, you know, that's when the, this is the, the back and forth. They close the doors. Oh, being on set, sorry, Sir Doctor Who. We did run through the episode though, so it's like, a, so I said, oh, don't bother. Andy and Nana came in, and they said, don't bother. Like, uh, and I said, oh yeah, you're right. That's kind of it's kind of scary to me to like pitch an idea. It's not a half bad idea, but the thing is with sleep with me related ideas, like if you're a listener, you say, oh, of course, that's a great idea. But normal people that don't listen to sleep with me or have never had a contact, a direct contact with somebody, even if they have somebody in their life that listens to sleep with me, they usually just give you, I mean, you know, look, I'm going to get, I say, like, even when I pitch anything, I say, what if I come to your festival and I record it, and they say, "What do you mean?" I say, "I'll just observe things and I'll record it, or I'll record live uh even like other fairs that have actually gotten access to. They still give me a look and they say, "What are you doing again?" And then I say, "Don't worry, it's not i this is no one is the butt of a joke, but me, and no one's got a bigger butt for joke being the butt of a joke than I do, so don't worry that's not my purpose here. I'm not making it boring to be funny either." It's really the best lulls come from true joy and appreciation, but that's not that's hard for me to like. Uh, I tend to go, I'll be like talking like this and uh, say, "How about this?" Do I lay over here? So I did pass on that, but I think that maybe I'm growing. So maybe someday I'll be able to pick pitch a future series and say, "Hey, what if I came on set?" Uh, so that's uh, that's that. Uh, Episode's still running. Doctor's going to come for us. Right now, Kath is having a showdown with her husband. Uh, I don't know if any of this. uh, Doctor's running to try to get Martha. That's enough. He's showing down with Ashton. What do you want? Uh, Tell me. That's when he punches the thing. Uh, Jettison activated. Can't stop it. Martha's, or Cass having a showdown with Corwin, and he says, yeah, it's your fault. Uh, Corwin gets frozen, which we find out later is temporarily. They have ice vents. That's handy. I mean, I guess if you're working by his son. So doctor shows down with Ashton. Hey, let's go toe-to-toe. I want to know who you really are. He goes to reach for his thing. But that's when the freezing affects them both because they're kind of like a community or they're linked, you know. Airlock is sealed. So meanwhile, the doctor is distracted just long enough. uh, Oh, no. Then Ashton has to go deal with, uh, he says, Ashton's coming up. Uh, He's like Corwin now. And they say, we're toast, man. Uh, Now Martha says everything's locked. Uh, She's stressed. Uh, the pod's jettisoned doctors like, oh no, uh, now there's, they're sealed. So they can't hear each other. Doctor says, I'll save you. She says, doctor, I'll save you. The dude says, Martha, I don't have any dunk, no Dunkirk spirit on this boat, on this ship. Uh, can't hear you. I'll save you. Martha's at the window. Beautiful necklace on Martha. I don't know if I know anything about him Has she had it the whole time. Those kind of those are the kind of things I would only be able to observe on set uh okay ships drifting off uh, slowly away and uh Martha's against the glass so is the doctor and her hand slowly sinks uh, sorry, and the ship's slowly lowering towards the sun and whatever materials they're using to like mitigate the heat are high quality because uh you know, people have long enough time to, 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 get this episode to the end, to solve everything. So Kath and, uh, one of her uh, shipmates as he said, what does he mean when he said it was your fault? Uh, and, uh, she's not happy. Uh, and he says, the doctor said this wasn't Corwin. This is now some sort of hydrogen based being, uh, and uh, we need your leadership, Kath, uh, to get off this boat. Oh, Skinel. he goes, yo, I need a spacesuit, quick. Uh, and she goes, go on, help the doctor. Ashton's out there, I'll deal with him. Okay, I want to see this last, before we go, I want to see this last scene with, uh, like this scene with uh, Martha and the um, guy whose name I already forgot. Probably because of a little bit of jealousy, for sure. Okay, wonderful world of space travel. Prettier it looks, uh, less good it is. Uh, don't worry, doctor will come. Nope, not going to happen. Haven't you, have you heard anything about uh, uh whatever Andy and Nana? You don't know the doctor. I believe in him. And uh, then you're lucky. I never found anyone worth believing in. Uh, she turns, this catches her attention. No girlfriend, no boyfriend, nobody. Nah, been in, you know, work in space. Not really, you know, family. Nah. Dad, I haven't talked to my mom in a while. Six years. And my dad's in, you know, like another outer space, uh, you know, big space tour. Uh, things are silent out here, man. Silent. Uh, Mom wanted to hold on to me, but, uh, I needed to fly. She goes, yeah, families, man. He goes, what about you? And she goes, uh, I got mom, dad, dad's girlfriend, full works, uh, sister, brother, no silence there. So much noise, uh. Really nice moment, especially with contrasting with that. And then she says, geez, they'll never, uh, that's the thing. I think Rose went through the same thing. It's like, uh, they won't know nothing. Uh, And uh, he says, "We'll give her a call then. She goes, oh, wait a second. You're right. Meanwhile, the doctor suits up. He's in rescue mode. Let's just see the end of this, I mean, the um, end of this little interaction here. The uh, doctor's got his suit on, he's getting to work, uh, and Martha's calling, Mom, hey, you know, just talk to me. Let's just run, run the internal, could, my internal dialogue needs a boost. Could you help? Uh, of course I can help, honey. Love you. Why, why are you asking me so many questions? Uh, well, I just wanted to say I love you. Uh, that's why I called, to, to say I love you, to show how much I care. Uh Meanwhile, we see that somebody's tapping in on the line. Tell Leo, Dad, Tish, uh, everybody I love them. What's wrong? Nothing. Just out with mates. Anyone nice? Uh, Yeah. Uh, What mates? Like the doctor? Mom? Okay, what do you want to talk about? Uh, She says, just talk about anything, please. Uh, Tell me what you had for breakfast, what you watched on TV. Like... uh, you really you know, you're just, you're, you and dad's uh, disagreements. Is the doctor there? She goes, leave it. Uh, and she goes, it's a simple question. Now, meanwhile, Martha's crying, you know, and um, she goes, I got to go. But the spy person's like, no, 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 drag it out. We need to, you know, we're trying to zero in. But Martha hangs up. She's crying. And then they hug, uh. And sometimes, you know, even though there's the we saw how that episode played out, sometimes that comfort and uh kissing somebody on the forehead. Something we could do for other people, even if there isn't that kiss, there's like that's why I say to people kiss your bicep or you could kiss your biceps, kiss your shoulders. Uh it's a way to say, Hey, yeah, it's uh you know, I don't know, space it may be a vacuum. I'm not I think I heard that once and it's not easy. Sometimes that's a metaphor. Unless you're in space, actually, but you couldn't be because then it wouldn't be a metaphor. Like, could never. be here's here's I guess a piece of strange piece of irony. The fact for a human being to use it in proper context, you would never be able to say space is a vacuum. I mean, you could say it. A scientist could say it from a point of uh, in. You know, but you could never be in space and say, "Oh, I found out space is a vacuum." Right? I mean. That's like that my favorite book when I was a little kid, where the kid dig, dig, digged all the way, <laughs> digged, dug all the way to the other side of the world, uh, and kept having to invent stuff. Of course, I don't remember the name. I think I've been unable to uncover the two, the two most seminal books in my childhood. I can't figure out the titles of them or if they ever existed. The other one was like on a space station, and the kid it had a twin that was an android. And uh, I think that was a two, two-part two series or more. I mean, but, but uh, this book was a picture book. That, that other one was like a, not young adult, but uh, but whatever you read between being picture books and young adult. But you could never say, I guess what my point would be, unless you wrote a picture book about how to do it, you could never be in space and and say space is a vacuum. Uh, wow, there's some life, Some I guess you couldn't even say it. that's a life goal for me to find that out. So it'll, there's something that might be almost like a forever, like a, a metaphor or simile that space is a vacuum. But sometimes, uh, but I'm here to kind of keep a up those thoughts and k- keep you kissing your shoulders. Uh, whether you're kissing your shoulders for you or someone else out there, like Martha and that like, handsome dude she's with in space whose name I can't remember, the doctor, Kath, or Corwin, or, you know, the other crew members. Uh, I hope you're drifting comfortably. And if you're not, there's plenty of other episodes ready to go to help. Uh, thanks and good night.